Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. When her parents' old arrangement requires Deanna Troy to marry a man she's never met before, the Enterprise becomes a sad and silly place. But with the arrival of a ship containing the last surviving of a plague-ridden race and a helpless planet below, wedding bells might be drowned out by bells of war. From November 28th, 1987, it's Season 1, Episode 10, Haven, or Beta Zoid Vey. <laughs> I'm Cam. That's Dan. And we are the Meth Generation. <laughs> Zoid Bay. Oh, Zoid Bay. <laughs> oh, God in heaven. Oh. Her mother is ridiculous. I adore her. I mean, <laughs> she's one of my favorite characters ever. I'm, I, I love her too. And it's great to see the return of <laughs> Magil Barrett um, and her bossing the captain around. Instead of just <laughs> being shit on as a nurse, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I love Loxana Troy. She's she's the best. I, I hope this is not the last that we see of her. Oh, no, no. It is not. She comes back lots. Uh, yeah, she's she's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like it. Uh, so good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm glad you finally got to meet her. Yeah. We uh, also got to see the return of one of our favorite Star Trek legend actors. Someone who's been with us since the original series. Yeah, Magil Barrett. No. Mm, are you thinking of Carl Strucken? Um, mm-hmm. Lurch? Yep. Yeah, did he... What What episode was he in? Of... Crook! <laughs> Was he? He was the he was the alien clone. Remember, he was the I mean the the android, the giant android that kept pushing people off the side of the cliff. I think that's a different actor. Mm-mm. I think it is Cameron. This gentleman's earliest credit is from 1972. Well, damn. It's two different freakishly tall Scandinavian men. <laughs> Two different lurches. Yeah, two different lurches. That's uh, the thing. We got uh, this is lurch from the Adams Family movies. That was lurch from yes. the Adams Family TV show, I believe. Maybe I don't oh. know. Yes. Oh, well, that's what I get for just remembering and not researching. It's okay. I thought it was too. That's why I clicked on his IMDb so I could be like, yeah. Um. Oh man, he shows up with her every time she comes back, doesn't he? One, two, yes, three, four. Oh, good. I've got four more episodes with them. Lovely. And one on Deep Space Nine. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Right. Anyway, I should probably do the thing. Do the thing. 
on Stardate 41294.5. The Enterprise arrives at the planet Haven for yet another attempt at shore leave. <laughs> Damn it, when will they learn? <laughs> Where the ship's counselor, half-betazoid Deanna Troy, has been summoned by her mother, Loxana. Troy has previously been sent into... Been set. Been sent. Been set into an arranged marriage with the young human doctor, Wyatt Miller. And his parents have since tracked down Loxana to enforce the marriage. After Loxana and the Mer- and the Millers are welcomed aboard the Enterprise, the parents argue over whose cultural traditions will be honored at the ceremony. Troy and Wyatt attempt to get to know each other, but find it difficult, as Troy is still in love with Commander Wyatt Riker, and Wyatt has had numerous dreams about another woman whom he's never met and thought was thought was Deanna, but is not. The Enterprise <laughs> then learns of an unmarked vessel approaching Haven. Captain Picard recognizes it as Torellian, a race that they had thought had been wiped out by a highly lethal and contagious virus that they created themselves. Woo. Woohoo. <laughs> when they contact the ship, they find a handful of Torellian refugees that have been traveling at sublight speeds to Haven in hopes of finding an isolated location to live out their lives in peace. Picard insists that they cannot go to the planet for fear of spreading the virus and has the Torellian vessel placed in a tractor beam. Wyatt recognizes one of the Torellians, Ariana, from his dreams, and she too recognizes Wyatt. Wyatt tells Dr. Crusher that he will transport some medical supplies to them, but, the tra- but then transports himself along with his supplies. When the crew discovers this, Wyatt's parents demand Picard to bring him back, but Picard insists that he cannot return as Wyatt would now carry the virus. Wyatt promises his parents, Troy, and the rest of the crew that he knew that this would be his destiny and is happy to help cure the Torellian virus. Wyatt convinces the Torellians to leave Haven and search for help elsewhere. Picard orders the tractor beam dropped and allows the vessel to depart the system, and so ends Haven. Okay. First things first. This episode was written by Mr. Tracy Torme. Oh, Tracy's a guy? Man, I was hoping it was written by a woman. I know, me too. But Tracy is the son of the Velvet Fog himself. Oh, really? Mel Torme, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Keeping it in the Star Trek family. And tomorrow is his 60th birthday. Well... This episode won't go up on your birthday, but as of recording, so happy birthday, sir. Happy birthday, Tracy. Maybe we can tweet at <laughs> thank him. You for, <laughs> thank you for creating one of my favorite characters of all time. Thank you. That's fun. You got any more little tidbits like that rattling around up there? Rattling around up there? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a couple. But first, I want to hear what you loved about this, Dan. I loved Loxana. She was just ridiculous. In in like <laughs> it was a little I'm so it glad. was a little anti mame. It was a little um Rebecca Bunch's mother on Crazy Ex Girlfriend. It was so relatable to everyone who's had a challenging relationship with their mother at times. Um I real I really liked her. I liked what it did for Diana's character. I liked what it did. It gave her a chance to lose her cool. I was like, oh, that's nice to see. Um, 
I thought her with the Millers was particularly entertaining. Um, <laughs> I did laugh aloud a few times. I'm so glad. Yeah. Uh, I liked Mr. Hum getting drunk at the party um, <laughs> and yep. banging his dumb little gong. Uh, I liked that they snuck in a moral quandary B plot that complemented the A plot, where as soon as that ship w- appeared, I was like, I bet the girl from the drawings is going to be on that ship. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, he's she's she's just marrying like a weird, weird dude. <laughs> yep. I see this lady in my dreams. I draw her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, everyone's got to have a oh, hobby. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> great this is gonna be fun mm, cool cool um i i liked the idea of all life being connected that was presented by loxana i liked her <laughs> scolding her daughter for not speaking telepathically immediately it's like oh honey stand up straight why are you wearing that i told you pastels wash you out it's just it's one of those things that like is well-intentioned mothering that is so relatable um Mm -hmm. i think uh their whole dynamic really makes this episode it's it's probably the best thing here although the the quandary about haven versus the what are they trillions um that was that was fun and i wish they i wish they could have gotten their little island uh to live on but you know hopefully um Wyatt heals them and uh then he can I hope so, they can get busy making more uh Trellians and repopulate somewhere. Or they can hold hands and embrace em- entropy together and just live out their lives on their, you know, plague ridden seniors cruise. Um <laughs> It's like, oh, this is the Viking River cruise from hell. Um It is. It is indeed. Mm. Oh, I just I I love Magel Barrett's performance yeah. so much. Yeah. I mean, she's just brilliant and perfection, and it just it is so relatable. Even for those of us who haven't had troubled relationships with our mother, it's just it's the best. I love it so much. Um, so <laughs> a little behind the scenes, the crew had been really getting on. And, you know, having a great time and laughing and already starting to drive directors away because of their fun. And they were like, oh, shit, the boss's wife is coming. We'd better try and clean it up. And <laughs> in Marina Sirtis's own words, she said, we tried to, she said, we tried to make nice. And she was nuttier than the rest of us combined. <laughs> so they had, <laughs> so they ended up just having a great time. Oh, she glad. was one of their favorite guest stars because, yeah, yeah. I can only imagine how much fun it was to be on this episode. That sound that sounds like a blast. <laughs> They're like, so you married the drooly, ticky, clicky type guy, huh? That's uh, okay. <laughs> well, at least he's got good taste in uh, companionship. <laughs> he does indeed. Oh man. Ah. Uh. But yeah, I I loved all of I loved getting to know the Betazoid culture a little bit more, and how it's you know because they're psychic a little bit more mystic. I think that's a lovely touch, and I love that their wedding ceremonies are performed naked. That will come back later. 
Hooray. Oh my God, is she going <laughs> to marry Riker? Tell me she marries Riker. I needed to marry I Riker. I can't tell oh, you that. Cameron, I want it. Because then their child can be a character in the Picard show. <laughs> he's only a quarter Betazoid, so he's like, I'm sensing um, uh, that you're upset with me. Yeah. You slept with someone else. What can I say? I'm a Riker. Da 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 da. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Actually, um, Marina Sirtis and Jonathan Frakes have jokingly pitched for years a spin off show just called The Rikers. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> I would too. I'd be there in a heartbeat. Uh, well, maybe, maybe they'll get an episode in the Picard show called The Rikers. Well, then actually, Marina Sirtis is appearing in an episode of another show that you're watching soon. Is she going to... That happened to be directed by Jonathan Frakes. Oh, is she going to be on the Orville? Uh-huh. <gasps> cool. It's the first time we'll get a Star Trek actor where I'm like, hey. I've... I mean, I, I have watched a little Voyager, so I did recognize the the Doctor Made of Light that we had at the beginning of season two of the Orville. But, um... Robert Picardo. Sure. Picardo. Mm. Yeah. That's a little too on the nose to be a Star Trek actor named Picardo. <laughs> well. Uh, he changed his name just for the role. <laughs> <laughs> now they have to cast He's also me. A brilliant actor. Now they have to cast me. <laughs> uh no, this episode was uh a lot of fun. Um it did get a little silly, but uh not in an <laughs> detracting way necessarily no it's silly in a lovely way Mm -hmm. um and also kind of creepy but we'll get to that yes yes we will what did you love about this yes we will i love magil barrett i love the chemistry that she and deanna troy have and marina sirtis has of course um i love that she completely changed her look dyed her hair dyed her hair dark and wore dark contacts so that she actually looked like marina's mother and how believable it was did you like the accent comment (laughs) (laughs) she actually says your father's accent i'm like all right let's are we gonna meet the father in a flash i assume her father's dead right no are they divorced yes oh she still had a ring on, so I was confused. Um, and her father wasn't going to come to her wedding? Oh, my God. Drama. I know. So much drama. On that on that note of her mother's arrival, and I really liked Picard carrying her suitcase. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was I mean, it was just very well written, very well timed, and beautifully acted. I I loved that about it. Um you know, we get to see the Enterprise dining room, which is never used again, but we do get to see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we get to see Mr. Hom get drunk, which is one of my favorite things. And I also really loved the design of the uh yeah, Torellian. I really love the design of the Torellian ship. I Gorgeous. found that fascinating. Yeah. But all kinds of other things. Like the uh the gift the wedding gift box Ugh. was played by an, another actor who's going to 
you know, become a staple on one of the other series. So just all kinds of goodies. That thing, I, that thing did not give me high hopes for this episode. That the, the start like that. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> oh no. So what didn't you like about this episode, Cameron? Oh, (laughs) I mean, I enjoyed the whole thing on principle, but there were some moments that just were kind of strange, like the box, for instance, like the fact that, you know, arranged marriages are still a thing in the 24th century. It's kind of disturbing. Yeah. Especially since one of the four members of the parents was betazoid and the rest were not, you know. Yeah. And like the fact that these, that the human parents were like, yeah, totally. Okay, cool. Sounds good. In fact, we're going to make this happen. Yeah. And it was set up by one of the humans, not by yeah. the betazoid, but it's a betazoid tradition. And they acknowledge it in the script. It's not like, it's not like they didn't know what they were saying. It's just like, well then have her dad be there or something just to explain it a little bit better. Like let's, I don't know, maybe talk about why there could have been motivating factors. And it wasn't even like a business thing or like a, I mean, they said, Oh, he's one of your dad's uh, closest friends. Okay. I'll take your word for it, but I'm not going to see any of that or have any empathy for that. You know, my dad's got a, a really good friend that he adores. And if he tried to marry me off to one of his kids, I'd say, hell no. They're all super weird. <laughs> uh, are they at least pretty? Eh, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty, but they're, uh, you know, they're life's full of little compromises. Um, I'm very fortunate that all of my, fa- all of my parents' fam friends are much older well they're my dad's age not my mom's age mm-hmm. so so all of their kids are way older than me <laughs> and it would have not that just wouldn't have been happened no outside of uh like the hasidic jewish community and like orthodox church of jesus christ of latter-day saints who's really doing arranged marriages anymore in this country at least i don't honestly think anyone and are you well, I, do you mean fundamentalist latter-day sorry Saints? not orthodox Fundam- i was mixing up my well i guess it's still it's still a thing in in indian culture to some extent i believe i think that's somewhat true but yeah it's really not a thing anymore mm-hmm. it's just a bad idea for everyone involved although apparently arranged marriages have a much lower divorce rate and long term are happier but who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah. And until humanity needs some sort of breeding program in order to, uh, you know, create con, <laughs> I don't really see the need for it. Well, that already happened, Dan. That happened back in the 90s. Oh, right. and there was a whole war. Don't you remember? Oh, sorry. I was... I was <laughs> Is that what the Gulf War was? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought? Yeah. I thought it was over oil. It was, you know. <laughs> Secretly a genetic supremacy war. Yep, yep. Who'd have thought? Somewhere there in space, there's a group of um, 
Republican guards <laughs> that are all up there <laughs> just waiting for their time. Saddam promised us that we would use our genetic superiority to take over the world. <laughs> Yeesh. <laughs> oh, man, Daniel. Well, what else did you hate? What did you hate? Um, That box is terrifying, and I will see it every night before I go to sleep. Because um, it, it dies, this... and then just its intestines burst forward, and they're just jewels. <laughs> yep. Which she never wears or uses, and it's not acknowledged as a gift. Like, oh, thank you for the treasures you gave me, Miller family. Um, it was, <laughs> it was super bizarre. Well, they did say keep the box; you can use it someday. Right? She, they did say that at the end. Um, but it was still super bizarre. I was like, what the fuck is this thing? Um, it's a dowry, Daniel. Apparently, but. <laughs> Isn't that the other way around? As long as we're being all super traditional with arranged marriages and stuff. Um, although I think Wyatt's probably going to need a dowry. He was a little, he was a little off. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care for Wyatt. Um, <laughs> uh, I did like that Diana and, sorry, Deanna, Deanna and Riker did have some conversation that alluded to their romantic past and feelings, but they still didn't really get into it. It was just sad. Riker is sad. Sad. Riker going to go sit on his sad rock and be sad. <laughs> I was like, well, and I mean, I, uh, can, can you talk about apparently, the fucking, can you talk about when you were together, what that was like? Yes. He has his pet name, my beloved, um, and all that. But I, I still didn't get a sense of their relationship. It seemed like this was something that happened like 20 years ago and they're just clinging on to little ember memories of it. It didn't I didn't feel like these are two people that are that really do care about each other. They talked about it in such a vague and removed way. I was like if you actually love someone and they're about to marry someone else, it is very painful and it makes you act in erratic ways that's why i have objected at no less than seven weddings okay and one <laughs> funeral but that was different because i knew that they were just a plague victim and they were actually alive but nobody wanted to tie a bell to the coffin <sighs> um i think jesus christ oh <laughs> uh, that was a deep cut daniel <laughs> damn daniel <laughs> Back at it again with the plague refs. Um, this episode just makes me think of the plague because we have a whole ship full of plague people, which was interesting and very fascinating. But it also made me think, can you not send someone over in a biohazard containment suit? We really don't have that technology to like send people over on a mercy mission in a suit. And then you just beam them out of the suit. Don't beam the suit back. And you keep them uncontaminated. How is that hard? It's not. Thank you. I really felt like they were making it into a problem that wasn't a problem based on all the technology we've seen before. I'm like, this doesn't this doesn't seem like this should be an issue to me. This just doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, and since it was a weapon of war, I've always thought that, you know, it can get through stuff but that's a that's a flimsy excuse it's <laughs> especially since if it can get through stuff like the 
none of those people should be alive. If it's the kind of virus that like eats through things or um, can penetrate clothing, like that's an aggressive fucking virus and none of them should have survived. But whatever. Because if they made it eight years, are they just in remission? Like what's, what's that? They didn't seem to be in any real mortal danger. Um, it's just like, oh, they're still <laughs> infected. So I guess some of them are going to die, but I don't know. Eventually, yeah, eight years for it to kill them off. That seems like you're out of the woods to me, at least. Well, actually, the infection makes you compelled to wear crop tops. Mm, so, gotcha, gotcha. And can we talk about how fucking creepy the hall of art depicting Wyatt growing up was? Yeeks. Oh yep. man, <laughs> I was like, I did not want to step into a 1980s portraiture studio. Thank you, but um. <laughs> Been there, experienced it. Not fun. Yeah, but after uh, after we walked through the county fair art exhibits, um, we did get some, you know, destiny. All life is connected. Some nice themes. Um, but uh, yeah, I was disappointed that we spent so much time on Deanna and uh, Lexana's relationship. But we still don't have some good Deanna and Riker stuff. Like, this was the opportunity, and it was squandered. Like, I want to know when were they together? How long were they together? What did that look like? Why did it change? Like, this was just like, well, I'm I sad. Think I'm sad you're getting married. They, I mean, they established why it was changed, but I hate the reason. Because he wants to captain a starship? Come on. Yep. I know. I was like, for fuck's sake, it's not 1967 anymore. Exactly. I mean, if you think that Captain Picard and Beverly Crusher are not boning on the rakes, <laughs> come on. Command has its privileges, Cameron. Well, and also old friendships and thruples do, too. Exactly. So. He's Wesley's father. <laughs> could be who knows um i also found <laughs> the planet of haven sorry the single set of a lady behind a desk to not really feel like a paradise um was i understood why it was there it was fine, but like, and I know it would have cost more money, but could we have maybe gone to the planet? That would have been fun, or just seen a little bit more. Well, I mean, all of those interactions could have technically taken place on the mm -hmm. planet. Yeah, why would you get married on the ship when there's a paradise world? Maybe go get married on a beach? I mean, as long as we're going to be cliche. save money, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, asking, every, asking friends to perform the ceremony. I'm like, y'all just cheap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also didn't appreciate how <sighs> I didn't appreciate how the parents had this like bad decaying relationship but they wanted their kids to get married I was like the one person who suggested this isn't here but you're all really invested in this thing even though you really can't stand each other I don't I, I don't understand What's your possible motivation could be? It's not financial. It's not religious. It's just keeping a vague promise 
in a culture that only belongs to one of you and you're not even invested in it. I, it was, that was silly to me. That was sloppy. It was a little sloppy. I agree. But I mean, I also actually really loved the, uh, I mean, I loved the Millers. I thought they were wonderful as well. Not Wyatt. Wyatt was lame. Wyatt. It's just a, it's not a good name. No, it's not. Wyatt. <sighs> but I loved, I loved the interaction from the Millers and I loved, I actually did love Wyatt's impression of his father standing naked in the mirror, trying to preparate, trying to prep for the ceremony. Right. It was all very relatable. Everybody's seen their parents looking in the mirror being like naked and like, okay, okay. <laughs> Was there anything that, uh, that you hated about this episode? Just, I mean, just the things that we touched on. There's a couple little things, but overall, <laughs> overall, I had a great time. Uh, anyway, I, so I mean, in a celebration of this character that I've that I've preached on about. I I don't know if you recall, but I've talked about how much you I've love about love her before. mother. I know. So, what was your favorite part about her? The fact that she was basically Aunt Mame. <laughs> <laughs> Take my thing and a little Jewish yeah, mother. L- look at look at how fabulous I dress. Which do you think would look better on me naked? <laughs> Well, and also a backless gown and killing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, hard to pull off. And the waxing. Ugh, I hate wearing backless. I know. Um. I know, me too. <laughs> well, I think that she can best be surmised by her quotes. Nice segue. Thank you. <laughs> Consummate professional. There you go. About 25% of the time. No, no, no. Don't tell me. You're the captain. Of course. Of course. Go ahead. No, <laughs> no you go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. No, no. Your card's better than mine. Go, go, of go. Course. Go, go, go. Your daughter has explained your telepic- telepathic abilities. No, that wasn't telepathy. It's just common sense. Who else would they send to greet me but the captain? <laughs> jewels. Look at these jewels. <laughs> They're a bonding gifts. What... You would call wedding presents. Who's getting married? I am. (laughs) Your Deanna's pretty good too, pal. (laughs) We're going to be together a long time. Yes, that is the point of marriage, I suppose. (laughs) Yuck, 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 yuck. (laughs) I very much respected what you did tonight. All I did was lose my temper. <laughs> oh. I also really like when she storms out of the party. Stop this petty bickering, all of you, especially you, mother. <laughs> yes. And then Data chimes in saying, could you please continue the petty bickering? I find it most intriguing. <laughs> Mr. Data, sir, you're circling the room like a buzzard. (laughs) (sighs) And also, just a quick bit of shade, just a quick 
bit of shade. Considering the rate at which you imbibe, sir, is your lineage at all mixed with humans? Uh. <laughs> Bunch of drunks. I am Loxana Troy, daughter of the fifth house, holder of the sacred chalice of Rix, heir to the holy rings of Beta Zed. Who are you? <laughs> and I really wanted to follow it up with Mother of Dragons, first of her name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fling them titles mm-hmm. around. Whatever happened to Mr. Zelo? Oh, I was forced to terminate his employment. Zelo was strongly attracted to me. His thoughts became truly pornographic. <laughs> You realize, of course, that with Betazoids, our ability to read the thoughts of others does see us grow much faster than the typical plodding human. (laughs) Captain, even Zelo never had such thoughts about me. You may energize. (laughs) That was meant as a joke, Captain. I was not amused. (laughs) Thank you for the drinks. (laughs) I should warn you, sir. My mother is a little eccentric. <sighs> Cameron, how many yes, Dan. terrifying talking jewelry boxes would you give this episode? <laughs> you know, I'm going to give it four. What the hell? Four and a half. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Terrifying talking jewelry boxes. I I just, I love, I love this episode. This is the first one in the, in the next gen. I mean, I remember watching this one and being absolutely riveted and I'm still riveted to this day. It was the first one that really grabbed me. (laughs) Telepathic. Because it's basically a musical comedy without the songs. (laughs) Basically. Yep. <laughs> this is my aesthetic. <laughs> little shtick, little Jewish mother. You know, this is my aesthetic. This, this is your aesthetic, like 100%. Um, and it is it is mine to some extent. There's just, uh, there's just some sloppy writing, and I just uh, missed out on some things that I wanted. So I can, only, I can only give it a three. Sorry. That's okay. I understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is definitely my personal bias that makes me rate it so high, but I don't care. You got to do what you got to do. We will be back next week with the big goodbye. Oh, God, <laughs> it's a holodeck episode, guys. Hold it is a holodeck on episode. to your jumpsuits. But aren't you relieved that it's not a uh, planet just planet like developed just like Earth? <laughs> it seems to bear a shocking Actually, resemblance they... to tw- 20th century America, specifically 1920s New York. Yeah, the gangster planet bullshit. Ugh. Actually, it would have been really nice if they went back to the gangster planet. So saw how that, you know, <laughs> they still got to get a piece of the action. It's been 70 years and they haven't progressed at all. Uh, well, Daniel, we have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it. And so that just leaves one last thing for me to do. And that's to wish you all to not just have a great week, but make it so. Keep on trekking and energize!
I love every time Loxana walks back into my life. Loxon, bye. <laughs> Is there always a Burt Bacharach song in your heart? What well, and I always hear it. I always hear the Carpenters version. Fall down from the sky every time you walk by. Just like me, they long to be. I started too low. <laughs> yes, you did. I was like, that's my key. What are you doing down here? A Secret Weapon Production.